0: chapter 10 of baltimore hats this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by kimberly Krause baltimore hats by william t brigham john petticord number 10 the subject of this article who died in baltimore october 11th 1887 in the 92nd year of his age, was probably the oldest hatter in the United States. His identity with the Baltimore hatting all the days of his life made him prominent in connection with that industry. Born but a few years after the 13 states had by compact formed the Republic, Washington being President of the United States, Mr. Petticord lived to see an offense that president down to that of President Cleveland. When he was a young man of business, savages roamed and tented where beautiful and populous cities with all the advantages of refinement and art now exist. During his lifetime, the population of his own city changed from 25,000 to 400,000, and the United States extended its area of territory from the limits of the thirteen original states which was three hundred and sixty seven thousand square miles to upwards of three million increasing its population from five million to sixty million when john petticord first made hats the cocked or the continental style was in vogue no more curious museum could be collected than specimens of the various freaks of fashion and hats that appeared during the lifetime of this old hatter. John Petticord was born in Baltimore in 1796. At an early age, he was apprenticed to John Amos to learn the trade of hatting. Soon after finishing his service of apprenticeship, he secured work in the establishment of Jacob Rogers. He was faithful to his duties, serving his master with that same conscientiousness that he would have done for himself soon becoming foreman of mr rogers extensive factory after serving with mr rogers for some years he entered into business as a manufacturer on his own account and continued until feebleness of age compelled him to abandon it he was a man of quiet simple habits his chief ambition being to lead an upright life and appear before god and his fellow creatures an honest man john petticord was exemplary in character and habits modest and gentle in his disposition pure in his faith and in his living he had no enemies and was always known as a reliable man during his long career as foreman or master of the shop he never had a quarrel or serious difficulty with the many who came under his control he never drank intoxicating beverages although in his early days that was the general custom which with hatters was unfortunately the universal habit his manliness and strength of character were also well displayed by his never chewing or smoking tobacco he was patient and methodical an indefatigable worker at his trade believing that undivided attention to his work was a duty he owed to others john petticord was a patriot, being one of that noble band who fearlessly stood and successfully resisted the British attack upon Baltimore, 1814. At that time, he was a youth of nineteen, working at his trade. At noontime time, on the eventful September 12, 1814, the toxin was sounded to call arms every able-bodied citizen to defend his home and fireside and, if possible, prevent the destruction of their beautiful city. At the first sound of the cannon, which was the signal agreed upon, John Petticord left his unfinished noonday meal, seized his musket, and was one of the first to join the ranks of his company. The day was desperately hot, and forced march of two miles to the battlefield brought them, dusty, tired, and thirsty, face to face with the enemy who was in a fresh condition and eager for fight petticord's canteen as all others by regulation orders was filled with whiskey but he being a temperance man would not assuage his thirst with grog famished for water he obtained permission from his superior officer to a short distance away where a squatter was dispensing cider for the comfort of the soldiers and profit to himself petticord emptying his canteen of whiskey on the ground had filled it with hard cider and quenched his thirst with a good round drink the hard cider together with heat and exhaustion came about as near ending the earthly career of john petticord as did the storm of the enemy's bullets which whizzed about his head on that trying day the bravery of this man was well tested he stood manfully in position while his comrade on the right fell dead at his feet and the one on his left was removed wounded from the battlefield he himself receiving a slight wound on the finger the riderless white horse of the british general ross who had just been killed pranced in front of the rank in which mr petticord was stationed and the hearts of himself and his comrades beat lightly with hope of success as the shouts of the Americans echoed along the line, announced the death of the invader's great leader, encouraging a grand rally that gave them the victory of the day. Mr. Petticord, though a brave soldier in the time of this country's need, was a man of peace, and, upon the ending of hostilities with Great Britain, resigned his position in the eight company of the twenty-seventh regiment of maryland militia baltimore always honors her noble band of brave defenders and upon each anniversary of the twelfth of september a public celebration is given the old defenders company occupy the post of honor it is but a few years since they marched with lively and steady step to martial music later on age required their appearing in carriages in the procession and each year at the annual dinner given by the city their number has grown less and less the present year but three were on earth to answer to the roll call and but one able to appear at the banquet who can realize the sad feelings of the last of such a noble band feeble old age with its infirmities, mindful of its duty sat perhaps for the last time around the banquet board, where, with friends and comrades, he before had enjoyed happy and jovial times. His spirits were cheered, and the occasion made as pleasant as possible by the presence of many of Baltimore's honored citizens, but not to see a single face of the many with whom during the seventy-five long years He had kept up a pleasant association, is an experience others cannot imagine. With Mr. Petticord's death, but two are left of that noble band, who so bravely protected our rights, and fought for, and firmly secured that liberty and freedom, we of the present day are enjoying. End of chapter 10